I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Hey friends, a quick note uh, before this episode, we had quite an audio problem as you will hear a big audio degradation that we are unable to fix. And yet we didn't want to just discard the content. We think the content, I think it has value for you. I think you'll appreciate it, but the audio is quite bad. I apologize. And I thank you for your grace and maybe having to turn your earphones up and listen to, uh, ultimately it just didn't pick up our microphones, but thank you. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most important influencers, guides, and changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaway from their personal journey and their greatest wisdom. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. In this episode, we continue the series that I've called Heal Thyself that we kicked off with veteran holistic physician, Dr. Bradley Nelson. His best-selling book is The Emotion Code. And that provided these step-by-step instructions for working with the body's energy and healing power. His new book is The Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. And it's our muse for this discussion. And the methods he talks about have some basis in some basis in science, but require also some faith and some mind expansion, expanding, I would say. And I just found enough people testifying to Dr. Nelson and his concepts that I wanted to discuss it more. And when I found people who are, you know, when I find anyone who's influencing lots of other people for the positive, uh, people that I respect, I want to know more. So this is an exploration of possibility, I'll say. It doesn't mean that I understand and follow everything. So to help, I have here with me today, Randy James, medical doctor, functional medicine expert, and my dear friend. And you guys know him from hosting lots of shows, especially on health and wellness specifically, and our peak wellness episodes that we do consistently. So we're going to talk about this concept uh, respectfully, candidly, and with as little bias as possible. 
Yeah, you're you're live. Man. You're live. You're live. Um, and, and I will say that you told me that and I didn't know this before we were doing this that you did. Uh, I guess it's part of an organization. What a year or two ago, he was a speaker. That's right. So my experience with Dr. Bradley Nelson, uh, one of the guys that I know quite well, um, is his nephew, and so there was a little bit of a of a nicer connection there. Um, unfortunately, this conference was COVID year, so we were online. Um, but I could talk with with the guy that I know and ask him some questions, and and he also said some words kind of like you did. There's some mystery here. You've got to open your mind up a little bit and, you know, gosh, look at the testimonies of what works. Well, okay. You and I have talked about that a lot, that we don't want to be shackled to quote unquote evidence. And, and I would say there it, it, in, in line of, can we get to absolute truth when it comes to these kind of mind expanding questions or ideas? I, I kind of think, no, that there's always going to be a level of mystery and we're not meant to know some of these things. And that's kind of the philosophical side of things. But over on the science side, speaking of evidence in post COVID, I would say, I don't think it is knowable. Meaning somebody might ask a question about, well, why should I get a vaccine or why shouldn't I get a vaccine? Whichever side of the debate that you're on, there is now millions of words written from every perspective. Every, every science experiment that was ever done had money that paid for it from somebody who had an opinion. Had a bias. Had a bias. Spent money towards it. Yeah. The investigator had a bias. Yeah. The publication has a bias. We have a thing called publication bias. Like, and now we're four years later. And I just don't think that you could sift through all of that to get to the golden kernel nugget of absolute truth. Okay. Well, so we're into somewhat of experience, which you as a doc and a person know that. And you go, Hey, is that tea make you better? And you say, I don't think it does. Okay. That's half it. Well, (laughs) but if you think it does, well, it probably helps you some anyways. I mean, you know, granted, obviously if you think, uh, living in hot pockets benefits you. You're probably going to be proven wrong. But I mean, we are talking about healing. I mean, that is the idea here that we're healing, that we get sick, we get ill, we get infirm, we get less capable, whatever. And we don't want that. So for everybody, I mean, if anybody out there is listening and they are perfectly healthy, great. Uh, at some probably point, you're not listening to the show. You're planning to listen to the show. Well, and at some point you're not going to be, because I think there's sometimes when I feel like, man, everything's pretty good. And then you do get sick or you do find that, gosh, I'm not recovering as well, or I'm not, you know, thinking well, not sleeping well. I'm, I'm well, I had a wreck and I broke seven bones. <laughs> I'm not healing as fast as <laughs> I want to. I'm not healing as fast as I want to. I'm not Wolverine. I, so just today, the experience of a patient today, and I will always ask patients, you know, is pain good? Yes. And of course, my doctor taught me about the blessing of pain. <laughs> the blessing of pain. When I was complaining about it, he said, "Well, thank goodness you're aware of the discomfort instead of just numb and less capable." That's right. And I'm now playing around with even another layer of of pain or symptoms as 
a part of what it means to actually feel good. Okay. You don't know the distinguish. You don't know hot from cold unless you've experienced hot and cold. Like how terrible it would to be have leprosy, where you don't feel anything. Or, you don't know that your arm got cut off, and it's that's right. You bleed. You're pain free. You're pain free, but you're you not well. well. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have such. As a culture, we have such a hard time to use pain in that way. It's kind of like the word love, right? Like, I love hot dogs. I love my wife, right? Like, it's the same word. And how in the world do we make that make sense? So most people have visceral response to that idea of pain or unwellness or lack of healing. And, and it's, it's just bad. Like, get me out of this. Well, which I would do want to say to that point, you would say is good because on the other side, the thing that I know you feel like you're battling a lot is our cultural acceptance of pain. Oh, that's just normal. You're supposed to have headaches. Yeah. You get a migraine once a month. It takes you out for a couple of days. That's okay. That's, Your PMS is debilitating. Your menstrual cycles. Erectile dysfunction. You yeah. name it. We just kind of go, ah. It's I'm, I'm a good coper. It's you know, it's what they told my dad, Dan Miller, at age 74 or something. They said. You're getting older, dude. This is what happens. What do you expect? And he's and they, and he did not accept the pain. He did not accept the norm. Right. He learned from the pain. He right? I, I think he he took it in. Yeah. He evaluated. He experienced it. He heard an opinion from a normal American medical approach, and he said, "Okay, I'll take that into consideration, but I'm going to investigate why it's there and what I can do about it through other lenses." And and it served him well. And he ultimately came to you got out of most or all that pain and said, holy smokes, I have a new lease on life. And he's, you know, whatever he was at that point, 75. He says, man, I'm planning out my next 20 years. Yeah. I love like, that. With excitement, and, yeah. which he's still doing today. Okay. So here we are, traditional medicine. Again, we're not here to diss that. It is great. And Brad said this too, uh, yeah. Dr. Bradley Nelson. He said that it's great for fixing things when they're broken, yeah. when you're broken. Uh, they're, it's, I'm glad I had the ER to go to with my seven broken bones, my collapsed lung. Um, they're good at, managing, you know, illness and yeah. sickness. They are terrible at prevention. And I would say for the most part, healing. Now, obviously, you know, I can go to physical therapy and whatever and get healed, but that's a broken bone. That's different than a pathology that's grown over so many years. Now it's manifested and to actually bring you back to healing, not just give you a drug to go, okay, now you have high blood pressure or type two diabetes or whatever. Here's a drug to manage it as opposed to going back. Can we, can we take care of this? That's not what traditional medicine does. It, it 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 doesn't speak to that. It doesn't it, even well, even when they speak to healing or fixing broken things. Right now, I don't care if you have the best orthopedic surgeon or whatever in the world. Who's healing your broken scapula? Me. Yeah. The body. A lot of people heals. heard that and they go, "No, God. Uh, yes, God threw me." Well, but God well, built the body. God built my body. Heal and so itself. it's my body and it's the cells in there that right now. Are That's right. Getting rid of all the junk from the inflammation and whatever. They're rebuilding. That's right. Slower than I want. <laughs> rebuilding stuff. Giving you signals of pain that help you to not go do another thing to yeah. hurt it while it's healing. Yeah. yeah. So so even when you say, well, they're good at managing things, I say, well, okay. Right? Like but an antibiotic does not heal your illness. It can help prevent an overwhelmed immune system, it can initiate the process a little bit faster. But even if we take a, a classic ear infection or pneumonia, you're going to heal unless you're the old, old. And you tip over dead. 
death were to overcome right. to you. But At some yeah, point, death not, will happen. Yeah. And and so, but I, I just, I get frustrated with, uh, there's one kind of a functional duck. And he, he keeps saying, I can do this in your body. Hmm. Like, I'm going to do this and, and this will happen. I'm like, hey, that, that's, there's a, just a, a layer of hubris in there that you are doing anything to in anybody else's body. Well, he is a doctor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're a doctor, he's right to say that. There is. Yeah. And, and there's a time and a place when you want a scalpel, when you do need pins. My wife broke her bone. She got pins put in right. to say, Hey, look, you're going to be sporty in the future. You're going to fall on this thing in the future. It's, it, and in his opinion, it was like, just, it's added sport. We don't have to put it in there, but we can, we can pay for it. We could, yeah. and maybe that's a, you know, okay. Well, I'm, I go in next week for x-rays to make sure, do we really not need a pen in this clavicle? It's sticking up out of the skin. Okay. So that's the fixing aspect. Now, most people listening to this are doing a lot of the right things. That's what we talked about with, with Brad, this audience is primarily trying to eat well, trying to sleep well. They're trying to do some exercise. They're doing better than the norm out there. And then there's these issues. And you know that. That's the people that finally come to you, man. I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm actually pissed off now because I've invested so much time, so much money. I've seen these docs. They say, yeah, your blood work looks okay. You're not dying yet. And I don't feel well. I'm not rested. I got brain fog. I'm having a hard time with critical thinking. Or I've got these aches or I've got these pains or my back keeps going out. I mean, you know that. And, yep, then, and yep. then they're coming with, with big money and they're looking for that. And you're looking at, okay, what do we need to give the body that it needs or take out of the body yep. that it's not getting so that it can do its job and heal? And you're in the world of functional medicine, which there's some traditional medicine. So as we look at Bradley's uh, you know, body code and him saying, you know, your subconscious mind can do this and you can tap in and it sounds woo-woo, you've got traditional docs. I'm going to put you in the middle. Saying with you as you're going like, well, let's get to the root cause and look away. And they're going, what? What is it? Because as you talked about, how much of that type of preventative teaching was taught in med school? Yeah, I mean, a day you know, the, or whatever the, it was. The idea is mentioned, but the way I would say it is, they might even say, yeah, we teach that, we teach prevention or whatever. But the action item, the practicality, the where the rubber hits the road is surgery, medicine, procedure. Mm-hmm. Like a mechanic, you're taught to fix yeah. the car that comes in yeah. broken. And, and that's, and God bless that. But we've missed the here. How do you keep me well? And again, back to those people who have gone through so much and they are still dealing with stuff, which I did. I talked with him about my, my back, which I never even came to you about. Right, it seems like I'm well, but every once in a while. Jane that mentioned to you. Yeah, my back disintegrates and, and I, I couldn't move. It's like the pinched nerve and the whole deal. And we tracked it down to a food culprit, uh, which was just from, yeah, talking and interacting and, and what. But now to the emotions, the things. Well, let, let, or the subconscious, that, that connection. Well, I want to jump into energy. Okay. Because I still, I feel like that's where we start with, with some of this as this, this energy. And, you know, you and I grew up in the church. I don't think energy was ever talked about in the church. You know, you got this physical body, you got God, that's about it. Energy, that's just some Eastern philosophical woo-woo stuff. And yet it always did. Oh, and maybe it was through you to go, yeah, it's interesting though. And, you know, if you fall down in the, uh, in the foyer outside in the church with a heart issue, they're going to come in with those electric paddles. And throw some energy. And throw some electric. Now, how, what is that? 
Well, that testifies to the electric. So in looking at that, and that's what he says, that we've got this electrical currents going through, and when something goes wrong. Let me let me throw another preamble yeah. in there. Yeah. So what what do you think the answer is to the average person on the street if I say, would you like to have more energy? Yes. Oh my gosh. What do you think? Where it's do you billion dollar it, in, it's in, a billion dollar industry of energy drinks and where do you would you agree that because I don't have published statistics on this, but would you agree in your own smart, intelligent, average American human that for me, within the top three, maybe top five, but I'd say top three complaints of people coming in is I don't have as much energy. Yeah. Okay. Now, Which God bless them for doing that because everybody else is just going, ah, it's just life. Uh, it's aging. Yeah. They're, they're just expecting it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a mindless or it's an unawareness of the fact that their energy is low and they just say, yeah, it's part of life. I'm getting older or whatever. Um, okay. Now, okay. So everybody knows what we mean. If you say, oh gosh, I just don't have the energy I used to or whatever, or it, medically it's, it's a complaint and they want to know about their thyroid and this and that. How do you measure energy? I have no idea. Yeah. There is no objective. It's a total subjective. Got it. Today I didn't have a crash after lunch and yesterday. It's it's completely. So I, so as we begin this conversation and this is one of those, as we're kind of collecting thoughts about uh, things we'd like to ask Brad about, what do you think about this? One of those is when people come in and they say, okay, my energy is lost. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. We, we, we've got, I know what you mean. I know what I think. I think I know what you mean, but let's just be clear. So when you say, because all of us, even on the wealth side, you've been to the gym and some days you just knock it out of the park. Well, I, like, I mean, I know it daily when I'm not injured and I'm out on the trail. Yeah. and I, High Strava days and low yeah, Strava days. Yeah. Like, what? I can I look at it. You're you ripping along. My heart rate's low and I'm just on fire. I feel like I got a second gear. You feel like you could go put in more energy yeah. into this process. And other days you're like, man, I got if I'm going to make it, I got to take it down enough. Oh, I have some. Some I go out, and after a while, but that, I have some. Yeah, I'm uh, out. I'm just going to walk. Gonna, yeah. Well, okay. You know exactly what you feel, but if you were to say, "Okay, let's draw some blood and measure," you're not gonna. Yeah. It's not going to be there. And yeah, I wish I could be like my. Well, we have some of the wearable devices that you know, give you a body right? battery stuff. Awesome. That's what I like. Just like my. My phone, imagine, and, and imagine if our phones, as the, the battery charge lessened, it yeah. actually went slower too. You go to put something in and it takes a minute to come up. Now, our phones don't work like that, but that's how we feel when we're lacking that energy. Yeah. And we don't know that we're at 20%. No wonder we're going, oh my gosh, man, I just, I'm in the heck of a time making a decision today. Please yeah. don't come to me with another question, kid. And yeah. whatever. Yeah. But what you don't mean. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, 
but getting them to actually give their payment info is. And Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code KEVIN. But what you don't mean is kilojoules per meter squared of the sarcomere of your bicep as you lift the weight. Yeah, and I don't understand anything you said. Yeah, because that's physics. Energy is a physics term. Even Einstein failed at trying to define energy. Okay, Brad said that. He said that, literally. Oh, wow. He said that, and he he did get into your realm of quantum physics. Yeah. I was glad he didn't go too far, because I'm lost. I mean, I get conceptually, but holy smokes. Yeah, but he... Yep. Well, that's where I wanted to put the caveat there, where when you said I've got a foot in both worlds, this is, and jokingly, you and I and me and John, we've, we've started to use the, the phrase, the speed of light, right? Because the speed of light is this Einsteinian sort of thing, and, and Einstein proved that 
you know, people call it the theory of relativity. He wished that he would have not named it that because relativity sounds relative, like it's bendable. Right. But it's, he said he wished he would have called it something along the lines of the theory of non-relativity or the theory of non-bendable because the speed of light is a constant. The theory of non-controvertible speed of light. Okay. In fact, the speed of light is so constant that time and space bend around it. They are relative. Time and space are relative, not speed of light. Well, whatever. Right? Like here we are living in our world. But when you get small enough, you are now into speed of light things. And this is in your brain. So so that that foot in both worlds, kind of like the speed of light is wave and a particle. It's this impossibility of existence. It can't exist. And when we get small enough, impossibility is the norm. And and we make movies about it. Uh Ant Man. Oh, right, right, right. Quantum yada yada, yeah. right? Like it's all uh it just it it it's intriguing. And and we make movies about it because it's just mind-boggling well now we're talking about dr nelson and uh joe dispenza and all these other guys that are in the realm of the mind and thinking and okay what do we do with that and the power of the mind i do want to say because we have including us sitting here you know people who have faith beliefs and that you and i don't see these discussions of personal power energy whatever outside of the possibility of God creating that. That's what we would put faith in and say, yeah, God created your body, created energy, created your ability. It does matter what you think. I mean, that's up to you. What I decide to think, I put my faith in God, but what I think is on me. And if he created a body that responds to my thinking, which of course it does, we all know that. We all gotten frustrated. If you have kids and kids who are sitting there whining and griping about something or acting, you know, whatever, and it plays out. We're like, you know, get a get that chip off your shoulder. Or we, we talk in these ways, but we don't get literal about it when it comes to our own well-being. And on the aspect of emotions, that's one of the reasons I had him on the show. I mean, you and I have talked so much about, and I bring it up constantly, diseases of despair. Mm-hmm. That term, I don't know when it started. I didn't know about it till feel like a few years ago. And certainly the COVID, post-COVID hockey sticking of, of those things and our awareness and mental health issues yeah. is way more than it was. Yeah. So going from heart disease and diabetes and these things that we would say are primarily lifestyle related issues, what you're eating, what you're not eating, how you're sleeping. And we do have the same anxiety, okay? anxiety. That's a thought. That is a thought. And, and we're looking at these things now. And we could say, so those were lifestyle issues. I just thought of this word. We could say diseases of despair or anxiety or mind style issues. And that's, that's what actually better. About. Mind style. Actually, mind style. Good word. Versus lifestyle. Because lifestyle means what I eat, pat- my exercise. I'm going to get a, a trademark. <laughs> so we probably already did. If we look up mind style. That was going to be a dot com. Yeah. It, well, okay. That's great, though. That, of that, as we look at. You know, emotion. So here's this in chronic. I mean, this is this is traditional, even in traditional medicine. If you go into chronic illness and disease, they now have a category. I mean, have they always or we just it seems like to me it's kind of uh, diseases of despair. Well, so uh, right along with. Yeah. For a long time, there's been the the, the DSM, 
the diagnostic and statistical manual that, you know, psychiatric physicians. Yes, if you go back a thousand years with Hippocrates and those guys, okay. like there was diagnosis of insanity or this or that or the other. So we've always known that. There's always been uh, blueness or melancholy. It was called I'm down. It just feels like a more tangible category that now along with heart disease and autoimmune issues and diabetes and all that, we now have diseases of despair. And we have, you know, whether you call it apathy, numbness, dis- uh, depression, uh, on into suicide. These are diseases of the mind, uh, mind style issues yeah, yeah. here. And so to come in and say, gosh, so do emotions have a play in this? Well, how can they not? How is that not irrefutable? Yeah. So to have him come along going, okay, we got to root out those emotions. How do you do that? The only way that I've ever conceived of that for the most part is therapy, I guess. Yeah, talk, talk, you therapy. Go talk through that yeah. and go figure out what happened in the past, what's happening now and work through that. And he's saying, can we get in and release it quicker? And I didn't use this analogy to him. Does it resonate with you? So I have a daughter, uh, my daughter, Autumn, who does therapeutic massage. So she's going to go in, man, I got an ache right here. It's really tight. And she's going to go in and, you know, with her thumb or elbow or whatever and try to try to work that out. You have a chiropractor here in your office, Stefan, who I just talked to as he's having lunch, who used to do that, you know, snap and crack and uh, as a chiropractor and, you know, massage, you can put that in there too. And he does dry needling. He goes in there discerns where that spot is, where is this pain emanating from? Because it may be two feet away from where you're feeling it. And he's going, gosh, I'm tracing it back here. There's a tight core, whatever. He goes back to takes a needle and goes in there and goes, pop. Fair. I mean, yeah, the needle hits, sends a signal. Sends a signal and it pop and it releases. By the way, a, a, a signal of energy. Okay. Okay. Right. And even that, when as I, as I kept digging in and asking him, like, I, I don't, how the heck can that work? And he's yeah. kind of like, I do, I don't know. Did it yeah. feel better? Well, yes. And okay, is that so? Is that mine? Is that a placebo effect? No, I think it's, it's one of the most amazing things. So, in that, I was kind of thinking, is that you know, with the body code, with the emotion code of going into uh, figuring out where are these emotions tied to, and then going in instead of not instead of, but as an, uh, an option to also therapy, consider. also yeah. consider yeah. that we can go in there and release that from an energy. I was going to say displacement. I don't even know if that's the yeah. right way. Well, we're going to, we will hit lack of words. Lack of what? Words. Oh, yeah. Right. Like we will, and the American medical construct has no place for not words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you can't name it, tame it, blame it, if you can't measure it, it's not. Explain it. Explain is it explainable? Then if, if no, it's not on the table because now it's. Which, which, uh, which you have to deal with. I mean, you got some traditional docs try to bring you to the mat. Really, yeah. supplements, nutritional docs. Really, what a waste of, of stuff. And can you go in there and prove, Doctor James, that I'm better today because I'm taking my probiotics, my fish oil, my uh, multivitamin, my vitamin D, whatever. Now you can work with me, do my blood but tests, tests, right? Like if you're, if you're. Vitamin D is a whisker lower or a whisker higher. Is that related to how fast your bones are knitting together or not? Or your whether you are in the mood to lift a weight or not, or in the mood to have a good day at work on a Monday morning or to put your mind style in the right way. And that's where the American medical construct, where we have great technological prowess and measuring thyroid and this and that and the other in the blood. How does it translate to this mysterious thing called well-being? 
or this mysterious thing called melancholy. And understanding the emotions. So can I share anonymous? Oh, it is anonymous. I don't know who the lady was. You literally had a lady in here today. So you're on the other side of the wall from me as I'm doing this. And you're talking to her. She's 71. Yeah. And, and I don't know what her pathology is, why she's in here. but Well, nor, you know, normal American 71-year-old stuff. So she's declining or whatever, and whatever. Yeah. And she tells you about her living conditions. Yeah. just And she herself said, I know my main problem is i got to get out of this house. She's got roommates. They're vitriolic to each other, even to the point of calling the cops. So I'm like, well, I agree. <laughs> that's Seven years old, there's enough conflict with her elderly roommates in some place that they're calling the cops on each other. They're fighting that's, it with each other. Oh my gosh. And it should be on TV. And that's so what is that doing to her daily emotions? And we can date this anybody. People have this right now and they have it in their home with yeah. spouse, kids, family members. Yeah. They have it in their neighborhood with a neighbor. They have it at work with coworkers or a boss or employees or, or whatever. And they're living in this. And, and I think. Brad would also we have it within ourselves. Like oh, okay. you and I talk all the time about we're not very good at self-love. We're really yeah. good at self-loathing. Yeah. So okay, so even outside of somebody else. Yeah. I can be my Create own that, own you self. Can be your own worst and calling the cops on myself <laughs> because I am terrible. I'm the worst of these. Thinking of you and Fight Club. Fight Club. You're gonna go out and wreck your bike again. I'm gonna wreck my bike again just to go through the <laughs> I feel something. And it, or, or we're worried about finances or whatever. And these things are eating away at us. And it's mental. We're worried about our finances, wondering if we can make the car payment. Somebody else is worried about, the, worried about their finances across the world, if they're going to eat today and, and not starve to death. And not to minimize, but it's, it's in the mind. It is it, a mind. It's the mind side. Not to minimize and not to maximize. But I also want to throw in there, because you threw in sort of the negatives. There's another guy who graduates from college, and he's just angry that his dad didn't get him a Porsche because he felt like he deserved it. Yeah. And whatever, like that level of stress could be the exact amount of stress for the guy that can't beat his family. Yeah. So because of back to it, back to the mind is in your mind. So to look at the emotions and what do we have? Well, oh gosh, I'll put them out. What do we have in traditional medicine to deal with emotions? We have meds. That's what we have. have meds. And I would say some talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy and you know, that that's a part of. Yeah. But if I go into the doctor today and I am just overly yeah, if depressed, you say those words, it will be, I'm going to get the medication. Yeah. Uh, to and manage. I would do that too. I would say you would, if it's a cute, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you say the word suicide, if you say, you know, right. I'm at risk to myself or I'm going to go kill somebody or something, we, we ask the questions to see, well, how far on that spectrum are you? And if we're in danger of, you know, imminent consequence, yeah. use a medicine. That's okay. And so you're going to take that person and you are going to look and my gosh, let's fix their environment. Let's look at what they're eating. If they're living on terrible food, all these things add into that. But then you've also experienced somebody who's got all those things. Let's say theoretically, you know, pretty well covered and they are still, their mind is not in a good place. They have, you know, who's a good example of that is our health coach. So I won't say your name, but here's a person who over the course of 45 years of life was about as perfect a diet as you can, mm-hmm. about as perfect of exercise, about as perfect of sleep, of a stable family, graduated four kids into very nice colleges and then breast cancer. And it's like, how do we explain that? I did everything the right way. And then, you know, 
even as the answer was becoming available in her own mind, it took her five plus years to accept that the likeliest, biggest reason for what happened in, in this mystery that we call cancer was the fact that she was too perfect, too focused on her lifestyle, too focused. There was never the moment of true Sabbath, true rest. So her body didn't get... It's almost like an anxiety aspect around it. Yeah, and over-concern. She didn't have panic attacks. She didn't walk around saying, oh, I feel so anxious. She's just hyper-concerned about nutrition, about exercise, about getting to bed on time, about raising nice kids, about all of those things. And by all accounts, according, you know, averagely in America, very successful. And and, and then to have this happen. I didn't, well, I knew what happened. I didn't really know the story behind it. It was interesting. I saw online today, a friend of mine, big influencer, author. I, I won't. Well, no, he put it on Facebook. Why can't I share it? It's Brian Dixon. This is the guy's name. I had him on the show. Uh, his, his book about uh, a, a people, Brian Dixon, posted on Facebook today. And, and he's a guy who's out there to help people. That's what he does. He's got a lot of people, influences a lot. He says, guys, I want to let you know, I had a panic attack. So here I am, he says, and, and, and I just read it briefly, and it wasn't because I'm worried about, you know, money or some big problem in his life. I'm just running, I'm just burning the candle both ends as I excitedly go to save the world. And it's just, I've let it build up, and he had a panic attack. That's the story, well, gosh, that's probably a better story, but Dan Harris, the famous, I think, ABC guy, who's got the big podcast now 10% happier of course now he was really burning the candle both ends you know doing cocaine and some other things too to really burn it and have a panic attack but again back to it's something in their mind i mean dan harris he was living the life man he's a celebrity he's got money he's got everything it's all of us all of us have that uh, a different patient today same thing got offended at me by saying i kept saying but you were spending too much effort and time to and she said but i had to it was kind of like Kevin Miller saying, I like the white water. And in her case, I'm like, I know you had to care for your family. It's not like you're going to kick your son out of the house on Skid Row. But wouldn't you agree that you could have thought about the task at hand yeah. a little better? Yeah. With a little less weight, gravitas, stress, whatever. And now we're into that subconscious that Brad talks about and Joe Dispenza talks about and so many people in, in the mind-body space. Uh, which is not in normal American medicine because it's not measurable. It's, it would be called counseling or therapy. And I would say the mystery there is there's a physical aspect to that space. And that's his point. Yeah. That there's an energy yeah. block that I yeah. took that trauma. Yeah. Let's call it a trauma, that fear, that anxiety, whatever it is. I took that thing, that pain back to your thing of pain. I took a pain in my mind, it's, yeah. it may not have been a pain to somebody else, but it was to me. It is what it is. And he's saying it can lodge in there. And so you've got this electric circuit and you've got something in there that's shorting it out. And it's manifesting itself as migraine or a back pain or a whatever that nobody can discern. Can we go in there and surgically dislodge it surgically dislodge it or with him with a magnet um, or, right. or, or, or something a word or a, a thought yeah or or you know he talks about these physical swipes of from a one human to another even which is interesting because i believe that i mean i have energy in me i boom i'm on my hand on your leg there's a interaction well your hand is warm yeah 
Yeah. That's energy. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and I'm, I'm to the point now through the research of going also, if my energy is dark, yeah. that over here I'm harboring uh, a fear or uh, something I've done. Yeah. I'm have, I'm doing something bad. And I know and that I touch you. Does that, should that affect you? Yeah, it, it should. I mean, it, that makes every sense that it would. So one example, one area of research here, do you remember heart math? Yeah. So the guys that developed that, um, they would say it like this, that everybody has an experience, especially back in, for me, it was college, right? Like there's that one dude. And when he walked into the room, the room brightened. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also that one guy, when he walked into the room, the room darkened. Yeah, totally. I and would hope everybody who's experienced that. Most humans probably have, right? And But you'll never, ever be able to measure whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But we all, it's a common human experience. Yeah, um, we should because we know it in and of ourselves. I know yeah. when I'm coming into the house and I'm not well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I am not well. I, I am not. It's usually when I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anybody, whatever. I probably shouldn't because I'm bringing crap. And if I can't get rid of that, I should just say, guys, I can't. I'm, I'm struggling. I can't get out of it. I don't want to infect you with it. Right. I need to go to my room. Right. Or, Which you can, but you can't if you had a two-year-old. Well, fair. And, and that's that's where the rub then, then hits. But, but and then go to the other side, the times when you feel, oh, my gosh, I just got, I just won the lottery. Yeah. I, I'd love to be around. We should do that. Like forest bathing, you know, going to yeah. forest bathing. Somebody who's just gotten something really great happened. They won the lottery. They got a raise. They got yeah. married, whatever. Can, we should go like, rub them. Yeah, well, they should charge <laughs> 50 bucks to come hang out with me. Come get a part of my energy. Because you're just, it's just happy stuff, you know, unless you're in a dark place and then you don't want that happy crap. Right. And you've got to pay me. That's like the two, that, that'd be like the two opposites of the magnet. Those right. aren't going to go together if you don't. That's right. And we, so all of humanity knows some of that story because we've all had negative people, positive people. That's right. And that's what I'm saying. It makes sense. This stuff, it, 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 there's enough, it there's, resonates. there's enough smoke here. Yep. There's enough. Yeah. I would like to use the word resonate because that's energy. All right. There's enough synchronicity here in the wavelengths of whatever that is, that there's a synergistic, you know what? Yeah. I perceive that. Mm-hmm. And that smacks of truth. Um, okay. Can we take that into the literalness of like his muscle testing stuff? Cause you and I were talking about yeah, it yesterday. You yeah. struggle with that. Okay. Before we get into the, uh, what's hard to take about that. Does it make sense? I mean, we know that from a physical standpoint, if I'm a, if I am an Olympic athlete and you're my coach or you're, you know, you've invested in me to win the gold medal. Do you want me thinking happy thoughts or negative thoughts? Yeah. I mean, we know. Yeah. And do you think it matters to my performance? I mean, of course. Of course. Yeah. And so and that's a form of a muscle response. That's a form of a muscle response. Now we think about that just mentally, but he, but it should come out that if I can, if I'm going to go for a deadlift, let's make it literal. I'm the, I'm the world deadlift champion or whatever. And I'm going to go for it and do whatever they do. You know, a thousand pounds. I have no idea. 
uh, that if I'm having negative thoughts, if I, if, can't I, lift it. if I get a call from my wife right before that, yeah. she says, honey, I'm done. Am I going to lift my best or not? Chances are. Chances are my body in my mental turmoil is going to respond and my muscle will literally not be able to pick that up to that great degree, which is why we're over there going, Arnold, you're the best. You're the strongest. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the stuff. And I ah, need you do the best because it, yeah. it relates there. It makes sense. Now it's hard on if we're standing here and you go, okay, I'm, okay, I'm hold your arm yeah. out. Like, like this is part of the much good. Like, and, uh, you know, how does your gut feel? Uh, is your gut well? And I say, yes. And, you know, you feel the pressure. I say, no. And you feel the pressure. And, and obviously you're thinking, yeah, but am I trying harder on the, on what response? Yeah. That's fair. Technically though, it seems like it would make sense. It, so, and yeah, where, where you and I get hung up is the, the consciousness. Yes. Because back on Arnold and lifting, um, the, it, when you get bad news and you perform less bad, we're, we're kind of theorizing that's in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. and, and it relates to your muscles or your performance. And some, you don't run as fast. Um, well, by definition, subconscious means you're, you're, you are not and cannot be aware of. Mm -hmm. um, but then you're, you're testing it through a conscious effort. Yeah. And if one of those guys could just show me the neurological connecting points and, and here I'm getting very concrete and they're saying, we don't want you to go concrete. This is the mysterious energetic something or other. Um, and so, like we've said many times, I, I, I believe that Dr. Nelson has helped a lot of people through, through these ideas. Um, and he, at least according to your testimony said, yeah, I don't know why. There's a mystery here. And, and I also believe by evidence that the American medical concrete construct cannot help everybody because that's pretty evident. Yeah. So, so how do we go into this? Well, well and, and I would say you've had patients that have fallen in here that they, they seem like they're doing everything. They're doing what you tell them to. You've done yours. And I mean, I, we have mutual friends and some that are still struggling. Yeah, still struggling. And, then, yeah, well, and, and, and I would say, my gosh. Read this book. Uh -huh. Tell me what you think. Try uh, it. Often, like often, I would say there is, again, today, one of these, you know, long-term, just chronically not quite right, per done this and that and this and that and this and that, looking at me like, well, if I take this med, is this going to happen? I'm like, you know, Nancy, I don't know. You're asking me about the future. But what if we did it this way? What if, and in fact, in her case, I suggested light therapy. Hmm. which I think is very close to kind of what we're talking about here because light is energy. I, I look at that. Yeah. We, we need so a whole there, show. There was a guy that was five, six years ago. We had a guy come in with the red light therapy uh, where you take this pad and run in, uh, electric pulses in different, yeah. different not wavelengths, wavelengths, yeah. wavelengths and Pul different frequencies, frequencies thing, uh -huh. which frequencies, that's a big word of Brad's. And uh, it's supposed to speed up healing. Yeah. yeah well, okay. There, there's a little bit of overlay. That, yeah, that you're right. Those our friend Patrick. He also talks about frequencies and just that's what I meant by resonance. Okay. This is a resonating frequency. And a, you know, the good apple walks into the room versus the bad apple. There's a room full of frequency. Yeah. 
that we would all say brightness, happiness. I feel better when I'm around that guy. I think people that are good friends, there's that's one of the reasons. We know women in their menstrual cycles, they'll start to cycle together. Like there's yeah. a concrete example of this. The heart math guys can correlate heart rate variability in, between people in different rooms. So yeah. the, the space there. And now that experiment has done with twins and things like that in different cockpits. All right. So here it's we mind go. Blowing. It's mind-blowing. But these are concrete examples of the yeah. connection to the mysterious, immeasurable energy, energy. emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And so and, and I almost feel a little negligent in because I'm coming into this blind. I mean, I guess I could have spent a month of practicing it to testify, which I did not do. I kind of wanted to understand it first because even before you spend time, even reading this book, I struggled with some of it. So now we, you know, we're talking about it here and I feel like, okay, I mean, we should do it. You and I test it on ourselves and see what we can come up with. And what if we go through his little thing and realize, gosh, it's saying that I'm low on vitamin B. All right. Well, give it a or shot. You give it a try. Because you're doing it by trial and error. Well, not trial and error. You're doing it with blood work. Educated with your own. guessing. Educated. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And trying yeah, to. And I would say, well, the, rather than evidence-based medicine, what I practice is evidence-informed. Okay. Right? So we're not going to shackle ourselves to the quote-unquote evidence of a randomized controlled trial. because. Anecdotal evidence is still evidence. If somebody tells you the story that they got a vaccine and it really made them have a symptom, you can't look at them and say, well, no, the randomized control trials say that the vaccine has no impact on yeah. That's You can't do that to conscientious-wise, not insane humans without – that's abuse. And, at, well, at the same time, we cannot discount the evidence that yeah. says, well – the other million people that got tested with this vaccine didn't have this kind of a thing. So golly, I wonder what that means. Well, so in between there, like you said, a foot in both world is we want to use all kinds of evidence. So we have measurable scientific, you know, kilojoules per meter squared of a muscle contraction of a sarcomere and blah, blah, blah. Or are you in the mood to lift that weight? Yeah. Are you, do you have, do you have a sense of strength? And we've all, woken up on the wrong side of the bed and I can't barely get myself going, mm -hmm. but my watch will say I should feel fine or mm -hmm. whatever. Who, how do we measure that? Yeah. Well, that's part of our mindset. I know. In the, I, and when I think of the subconscious, I, I think I go right to dreaming that, huh. you know, what am I thinking about? How, what was my day like? What's on my mind? What do I go to bed thinking about? And then you go to bed and have these dream. I had, I had crazy dreams last night. I slept poorly. Um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what did I, I, I had some sugar and, you know, of course I'm also healing and in discomfort and whatever. And then but my dreams, I kind of, kind of, how were they, I don't even know if they were negative. I want to say that they were a little bit, maybe kind of weird. I think, well, that's my subconscious working, working on something. And I mean, dreams are a part. So there's been, there's been a lot of thought. Over, yeah. over eons sure. about dreams. Dream therapy. And, and, yeah. yeah. And as it relates to REM sleep and all of the scientific measurable things that we can see over here on sleep, and then why does your brain go into these very real, very whatever kinds of trial and error thoughts about whatever? And we do think it has something to do with memory and the things that you remember, and your brain is just kind of testing things out. You know, what if I put this over here? And 
What if I make a dragon or whatever? Like it can be dark. If we try to fly or jump from one mountain top to the next. Yeah. It, so, so, and there's also been a lot of people that put a lot of stock in dreams and a lot of people that don't. And, and there's going to be a layer of mystery there. I think it is uh, conjecturable. It's worth talking and considering and thinking about. Uh, but then it becomes hard to put a conclusion. And that's a subconscious. So, so with energy, I'm going to go back to the paddles. What are those called? The, the AD, the, the, the shock paddles. Yeah, whatever they are. Yeah, whatever they're they're called paddles. Paddles. Right, you know, so, but when you shock somebody back, you know, in life, yeah. which he talked about that. He says, man, you know, on TV, it always works. He says, in real life, it's like 12% of the time or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So pretty rare. But again, back to the energy. If we look at this. So by the way. What's the number one first symptom of a heart attack? I don't know. What would most people say? Oh, just pain, pressure, yeah. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. Number one, most common, first symptom of a heart attack? Huh. Death. Oh. No pain, no nothing. You never oh. see it on TV, the guy that just kills over death. Oh. That's number one. Well, that's terrible. I want some forewarning. I hope I'm, <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm different. You might not get it. Well, yeah, I would like to not have forewarning at 92. Yeah. Oh, fair. Fair, fair. Um, so on that, though, with the paddles and energy, and energy to this idea of my body as this electrical circuit, I have these negative emotions, you know, traumas, whatever, and those finding a physical space, like you talked yeah. about, makes makes sense. The idea of not that this is the whole focus, but of a magnet coming along and releasing that or you know yeah. displacing it. I mean, technically. It seems like that would hold water, even though it feels really bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. And so we have a long history, again, of people uh, saying, well, what if I put my body in this position? What if I pray prostrate? Um, what if I pray in a pyramid that has a energetic geometrical yeah. design? Yeah. What if I... Um, Hold my body in a certain position to to enhance the energy flow of, of these ideas, and so we have a long history of people doing these kinds of things, and some would purport success, and others not so much. And the American medical mindset came along after Louis Pasteur, and we, you know, nope, illness and melancholy is blamed on bacteria, and we're going to take an antibiotic, and and the pendulum swings one way or the other in in, in all of these areas, yeah, and. Uh, I, well, light, your light is also, you're running. If you get right down to it, if we go back to the Einsteinian thing, yeah. everything in you comes down to an electron or a, a positive or negative charge, an electron or, or not a response, right? Like movement of electrons, yeah. which is quote unquote energy, which Einstein again could not define. So we keep saying the word around. It still, it hasn't been defined. Mm -hmm. I think you and I would say. I think that's kind of one of the fingerprints of God mm -hmm. that he himself is holding this together in a mysterious way that we just, we, we nudge into and we're like, Ooh, that that's kind of something. And then we have to go back to doing our, you know, math problems and our homework of whatever. Um, and if you and I, over the course of the last 10, 10 years, I think we're way more comfortable mm -hmm. just being okay with the unknown, the mystery. Compared to where we were, mm -hmm. boy, when I grew up, 
None of this was easy. <laughs> it was easier being so certain. <laughs> yeah, certain do it was easy. Yeah. Yeah. And this, well, I want to try it. Uh, you know, folks, I talked, I, I don't think I put this in the intro, but uh, for Brad, he's got at discoverhealing.com, he's got his list of practitioners oh, okay. across the country Did, or across the world. Or does, does he have a thing in, in his book or something? So he says, yeah, just try it. Yeah. Just take yourself through the section. That's what I'm saying. You got, we, okay. There's the book. Yeah. We got it. That we need I'm to do it and come it. back here and report and try to do some of that. Try to, you know, stand there and not be biased. Get our conscious out of the way as much as we can. The We've talked about Joe Dispenza before, yeah. right? Like yeah. the, his book was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Yeah. Also talking about this mysterious quantum realm. But his try it yourself thing, the, the amount of, was a lot of work. Like it was days in a row of many, many minutes of a meditative work mm. per day. I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to do that for 30 days. I just, and, and I really know that you won't do that. <laughs> so is this one easier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so we could try it ourselves. We can also look for a practitioner. It'd be fun to have somebody, I'm sure we get them come up here to the practice who's uh, taught in this and say, okay, take us through some additional stuff. Yeah. And, I, I, yeah, have the that. staff hang out, do a gathering or something like that and report back on this. But yeah. this is, a, I look at it as a, again, there's enough, uh, yeah, enough resonance there and enough, what do we say, frequency to, to be interested in I'm in. what this could do. Okay. Well, so there's where to start. So again, this is a podcast on possibilities and things, especially as we look at those issues that we have that we cannot find an answer to. You can just pull that off. All right. Well, folks, thanks for being here. If you're watching YouTube, you can see that we're actually in the office together uh, talking and, and hanging out. But thank you for joining me on this journey to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. Uh, again, Dr. Bradley Nelson, that was our muse here. And his best-selling book that started a lot of this is The Emotion Code. And you, you know, you can get the book. You can uh, also, I mean, there's a lot of people. If you want to get really, if you want to hear a podcast and get really clinical, super clinical, which I did not do. That's not, I don't do that here on the show. Randy could have done that more, but uh, you know, type in Dr. Bradley Nelson in your podcast player and you'll find some other people that will get a lot more clinical with this. Ultimately, it's left up to you to give it a shot. Do it with a friend. Uh, you're not too embarrassed to try something different with, or again, you can go to that discoverhealing.com and see if you can provide a uh, find a provider. I'm going to be testing it on myself. I'll get Randy to help me with, or us to do it together and come back and talk about it. His new book goes beyond just the emotions to other things that can come in here that we can again deal with trying to heal ourselves. And it's called the Body Code: Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. That you just heard again, Randy James, Doctor Randy James. And you can find him at truelifemedicine.com. Uh, if you appreciate the podcast, want to share it with others, give us a rating on Spotify. Give us a review and rating on Apple. You can see this uh, and see us hanging out in the office together and him coming back into the office right now to get his phone that he left uh, at uh, YouTube, Kevin Miller CEO. That's where all the social media is as well. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, check out my book, What Drives You on Amazon. And until next time. Stay driven.